0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, I am Janine Bitson, your Hi. co-host. And I'm Brad Gray. And we have just had a fantastic morning. Such wonderful guests yes, that absolutely. we've had. And, and we're continuing to have uh, this incredible morning with our next guest, Abby Kohler. Welcome, Abby.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us on this Feast of Juan Diego. Mm-hmm. How special is it that we're going to be talking about the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin?
3: Yes, absolutely. God's
1: so, timing is so perfect.
3: <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. always is. So, Abby, uh, as we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: Yeah, so...
2: I actually grew up in Moorhead, Minnesota, just across the river from Fargo. Um, I went to St. Joe's there on the south side of Moorhead. Um, I also went to St. Joe's school growing up, and then I stayed in town for college at MSUM and really grew in my faith at the Newman Center there. Um, That's now uh, campus ministry located out of St. Joe's. Um, But it was such a gift to, like, come into my faith, like, my own personal relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. in Fargo-Moorhead because there were so many opportunities for Mass and confession, you know, just with all the churches of Fargo. Um, and then I stayed in our local diocese of Crookston um, on the Minnesota side of the river and worked in youth ministry in a couple different parishes right out of college. And then I spent some time down in the cross at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, before moving to Cincinnati, where I am now, mm. um, further out into the Midwest, out east, uh, working for Net Ministries.
3: Excellent. Oh, that's Excellent.
1: fantastic, Abby. Well, I personally absolutely love the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, down in La Crosse, and for our listeners who have not made a pilgrimage there, I would highly, highly encourage you to to do this. Uh, it's absolutely a treasure in the Bluff, you yes, know, right absolutely. there. Um, you know. We would, we would make this stop on our pilgrimages out to the March for Life. That would be part of the stop when we had our busloads of Shanley kids going uh, to the march. Um, and the reason being is Our Lady of Guadalupe, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she's probably the only image of Mary that is shown as, a pregnant, yeah. as being pregnant with Jesus. And, and it was just a perfect stop to, yeah. to really launch our trip.
3: Yeah. Abby, um, so you are a girl from Moorhead, you wind up in La Crosse, so th- that can't have been accidental. It had to have been a particular devotion that you have to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Our Lady of Guadalupe means to you?
2: Yeah. Um, so actually, that's a very true statement. It can't be by accident, which most things with the Lord are not. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So just a quick story of how I ended up there, which actually really grew my devotion to Our Lady. Um, I have always said, you know how different people and families have different devotions, and I've kind of claimed Our Lady of Fatima (laughs) as like the Marian title for my family because I learned about her through my dad, who learned about her through his mom. So I've kind of taken her as my, my Our Lady for our family until I ended up in Macross. -hmm. And really was introduced to Our Lady of Guadalupe on a personal level, and now she very much is kind of—I call her my Our Lady, (laughs) my version of Our Lady. Um, And correct
1: me if I'm wrong. Abby was um, Cardinal Raymond Burke when he established, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Originally, was he thinking about Our Lady of Fatima?
2: Yes, he was thinking about Our Lady of Fatima. And and
1: um, just just he, as you uh, found uh, found uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe,
2: he did as well. So that's pretty cool. Oh my goodness! I don't think I've ever put that together. Thank you. For, <laughs> that is so good. A new revelations. Yeah, he um, Cardinal Burke had a devotion um, growing up to the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart, um, and was thinking about the title of Our Lady of Fatima until the different desire and I can share more about that later, but mm-hmm. the different desires of um of his heart, what the Lord had put on his heart for the shrine, that the Lord had inspired, really came to find their like fulfillment in the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe and the title of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um but yeah, so I actually I interviewed at the shrine on October thirteenth, um, which is of course the feast hmm. of the miracle of the son of our yeah. Lady of Fatima, and I... I found myself in the chapel on top of the hill, um, waiting for mass. I had arrived early to go to mass before the interview. Always, always good, right? To entrust, um, entrust these things to our Eucharistic Lord in discernment. And I sat in that church and I thought, "What even brought me here, Lord? Like, how did this even come to be?" Which I think a lot of us have moments in our lives where that's true. Mm-hmm. before the Lord and we're like, "How did I end up here?" Um. But I had been introduced to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe through a friend. We wanted to make a pilgrimage. There were a few options, including the um, Holy Family pilgrimage site in Nebraska, and we ended up going to Wisconsin instead. And over the years, our diocese made a pilgrimage there. Um, a friend of mine and her discernment made a trip, and I went along. And um, So I had been there a few times, and... Um, and my parents, actually, I felt the Lord on one of those trips encouraged me to have my parents go. And my, I was like, Lord, there's no reason my parents would ever be in Wisconsin. <laughs> hmm. And um, right after that, my mom called and said, hey, we just made plans to go to lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, great. And I said,
2: okay, Lord, like you took care of that part. I'll tell them they should go to the shrine. And they did. And, and they prayed for me while they were there and the discernments that I had going on and Um, They actually lit a candle for me in the candle chapel, Mm. and because of that prayer request, um, praying for just different opportunities to open up for me, someone in the offices saw that there were prayers for a girl named Abby who was discerning different options for work, Hmm. um, and they happened to have a job, and they Googled me, literally just Googled (laughs) me, and saw that um, I happened to do some of the things that they were looking to have done, and Got a random phone call and ended up in this church at the top of the hill on the Feast of the Miracle of the Sun. And I was like, Lord, this you brought me this far. Whatever you want to do from here is fine with me. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, that was his introduction for me to Our Lady of Guadalupe and then working there for a few years and learning her story and telling her story to the thousands of pilgrims that come with different desires and hopes and fears in their hearts. Was a beautiful way to acquaint myself with, like, all that Our Lady as Mother wants to be for us. You
3: know, I love that. Uh, it's it's fun to hear how Our Lady of Fatima handed you off to Our Lady of Guadalupe, showing that <laughs> there is no competition in heaven, <laughs> especially right. amongst right. herself. Um, but uh, you know, so hearing that, I'm, I'm certainly fascinated. Maybe the lead, the listeners are as well to hear how did how did the the shrine change from Our Lady of Fatima to Our Lady of Guadalupe? Then, yes.
2: Yeah. So um, in God's gentleness and revelation, so um, Colonel Burke, again, he had this desire. He was raised um, to pray the the rosary, have a devotion to the Sacred Heart and to the Immaculate Heart. And when he started feeling this prompting to have a, a place of prayer for the local church, for the people of La Crosse, Um, Of course, Our Lady of Fatima came to mind because he had a deep devotion to her, Mm. um, and it fit what he wanted. He wanted a place of prayer um, to really ignite and support family life in the church. But in the meantime, he had been invited and ended up going down to the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico, and Mm. he learned her story and got acquainted to her as a a mother apparition there, Um, and the more... The desires of his heart for the shrine of the people of lacrosse came to be, the more he could see how it really fit with Our Lady. So in particular, again, he wanted to increase a devotion and family prayer. Mm. And he learned that Our Lady of Guadalupe is the star of the new evangelization. Mm. So that it. And he wanted it to be in lacrosse, so that people in Northern, North America, could could have a shrine for them to attend. Mm-hmm. And Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, though her, her home that we know of is down in Mexico City, she is the patroness of all of the Americas. Um, and so that's it.
4: Mm-hmm. And then
2: finally, he really wanted um, there to be, he wanted this, this place to be a place that really honored the sacredness of all human life. And Our Lady of Guadalupe is known as the mother of the unborn. Mm. So it really was just this slow revelation of fulfillment of like what God had inspired in him, meeting his new uh, understanding and relationship with Our Lady of Guadalupe.
3: Wow. That's cool. Yeah,
1: it, it is. It's just so divine. It's just so, so cool. And to see that you have walked some of those similar you know, roads, those paths is so cool as well. Um, but tell us about your experiences at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse. Like, what is not just working there, but also
2: just your prayer life what a there? my the graces? Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, so I I can't, I, I always say I need to be more grateful <laughs> for mm. The ways that God has—I joke—that God has kept me close so that I wouldn't wander too far away. <laughs> um, and working at a beautiful shrine also really um, helped me, I think, become more sensitive in a good way to just the presence of God in in nature, the presence of God in all people, and the presence of God in all circumstances. Hmm. So. Some people would show up at the shrine because they drove by and saw a really pretty church on the hill. <laughs> yeah. um, some people would show up at the shrine because they'd heard stories of, of miracles and faith and they desired something and needed something. And some people would come with just um, just deep devotion and out of sheer love, like, we just want to make a pilgrimage of love for Our Lady. And so people would come with all kinds of reasons, um, and it really helped me see how Mary, our mother, mothers all of us in whatever uh, season we're in. Um, In my work at the Shrine, um, I would make a lot of phone calls and receive a lot of phone calls, um, and they were usually very practical things. But then out of just nature of the ministry of of working for a Shrine, you know, we'd always ask, how can we be praying for you? Um, Because our staff prays together, cardinal prays for everyone who visits Mm -hmm. And those moments were an opportunity to really, like, minister and care for and love these people that we've never met, our brothers and sisters in Christ, who who just have a devotion. So there's a lot of growing in faith, hearing the faith of other people. Like, testimony is such a witness, right? And we get to know the Lord anew through the testimony of others. Um, So that's one way that my faith grew, through the testimony of others and Mm -hmm. just the proximity to go up the hill, as we would say. Um, for mass on a daily basis, to join the devotions in the church, um, to to good adoration at the end of a work day, um, to receive the closeness of proximity for the sacraments of confession. Um, really, the, the liturgical life of the church was made so accessible. Um, and beautiful by working there, that it was kind of like, Lord, I have no excuse to be fully immersed in the sacramental life of the Church, and thank you that I have no mm, mm, mm. Yeah.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we're going to have to take a quick break, Abby, but uh, we, we'd love to go more into this on the other side of the break, so uh, stay with Thanks. us. We will be right back with more after this.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule.
0: University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E.
5: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end of your gift, Please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started.
2: It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small-town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live! Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
3: All right, we're back. We are talking um, today on the Feast of uh, St. Juan Diego, the great visionary of uh the of Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, about the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in in, in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin we're talking with Abby Kohler and Abby, you were sharing with us a little bit before the break about um about the founding of the shrine and and Cardinal Burke's uh, inspiration in terms of shifting from Our Lady of Fatima to Our Lady of Guadalupe uh what you know what what was the the intention of Cardinal Burke again in, in getting this started
2: yeah Um, And this kind of goes with uh, how you were asking just about how, um, like, the Lord increased my faith life and Mm. prayer life while I was there. Um, So Cardinal Burke comes back frequently um, to be at the shrine and visit, and and he always makes a point to actually visit with each of the staff individually Mm. while we're there and just get our input and make sure to answer any questions you might have. And Um, on one of my uh, interviews, it wasn't really an interview, but one of my, you know, 30-minute time slots with him, where it's just him and I, um, I I've been praying about what should I ask him. There were really no work things I needed to talk about. Our Mm. staff's great, and um, so I had sat down with him, and I just said, Cardinal, I know why the Shrine is here, because we have it in writing, and we tell people all the time, but I just asked him, can you, like, tell me in your own words, like, how did this even come to be? Mm. Like, from the the face of like a man who just feels this one little inspiration right and like don't we all like we all get just those little moments of inspiration that might even seem inconsequential like oh maybe i should take this idea and do something with it um, and sitting in, like, the grandeur of this huge church on a hillside in this beautiful part of, like, God's country in La Crosse, Wisconsin, it's like, wow, all of this is here
4: mm-hmm. because
2: the faith of a man who had an idea and was courageous enough to just see where that idea would go, and the Lord just opened doors. So I'd ask him, just remind me of why, why what did this, how did this even start? And Cardinal just said, you know, I just really wanted people to experience God through beauty. Um, And that's how we experience God, like, Mm -hmm. without preaching, without, um, even without knowing necessarily the sacraments or the Eucharist, like, when we encounter something beautiful, we know there's something of God in it, even if we don't know God yet. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So just sit with Him and have Him remind me on this beautiful hillside, like, We just wanted people to be able to experience God through beauty, and it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. Um,
3: Yeah. I love— And so— Oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say that's also, I mean, it's so reminiscent to Juan Diego, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Juan Diego encountered Our Lady and she just said, please go to the bishop, like a tiny little thing. <laughs> um, but that tiny little thing took a lot of courage and a couple of days. Um, and now we all know so many people, the most people from one instance have come to faith because... Juan Diego did that tiny thing that he felt prompted to do. Yeah. No pressure on each of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> that tiny
4: thing we feel prompted to do.
1: Oh, well, that that is so wonderful to share that story and to have such a, a personal, uh, you know, intimate um, conversation with Cardinal Burke too. And how. Cool as that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we are getting close to the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and uh, that is just so cool as well. Um, Can you talk a little bit about um, some of the things that we associate with Our Lady of Guadalupe, and and why do you think these things are so important?
2: Yes. Um, so I think at the, the very basic level, when people think of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and this would have been me before I, I worked there and really got to know her, um, you picture this image of a woman in a dress and a cloak and she's standing on a moon and an angel. And, and I know that roses are associated, but I wouldn't have known why. And, mm. and, um, <clears throat> I just think of like the roses. Um, so in case anyone listening doesn't, hasn't heard her story yet, um, which was me just a few years ago, um, Our Lady of Guadalupe encountered Juan Diego on his way to Mass. Um, And part of the story was he had asked, she had asked him to bring a message to a bishop. Um And he's a, you know, a lowly farmer um, and asked to bring a message to this man of great status. Um, and the bishop asked Juan Diego to get a sign from Our Lady, if it was Our Lady indeed that was speaking to him. And Our Lady chose to give the bishop a sign of roses. Um, but these roses were not native to the land. They were not in season. There were so many reasons why the roses themselves were a miracle, right? Um, and she gave those roses to Juan Diego. And Juan Diego, in his faithfulness, needed to take those to the bishop. Um, the appearance of those roses that meant so many more things to the bishop than we would have understood were itself a miracle. But in the revealing of the roses also revealed the image that we now know as the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is miraculous in itself. So many miracles. But to go back to the roses, in case you didn't know, there's there's where the roses came in. Um, I was praying um, with just... This image of Our Lady of Guadalupe just a little while ago, a couple of days ago, um, preparing for this interview. And and I just thought, like, what if Juan Diego or any of us, like, when when Our Lady gives us, when Our Lord gives us a mission and gives us what we need for the mission, right? Because God always promises that He'll give us what we need. So if He gives us the roses and says, take these roses to whoever, um, I had this image of the roses in a garbage can. Like, what if I take the mission, I receive it, but I don't actually do it? Mm. Um, so, I personally love flowers. I love fresh flowers, so the thought of fresh roses in a garbage can makes me so sad <laughs> It should make me more sad the thought of not doing God's will, but fresh roses in a garbage can makes me so sad. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I have been known to take flowers out of a garbage can. Like, you guys, there's more life here. Let's trim the stems. Let's go off the dead leaves. Like, there's some more life in me. Dry the petals. <laughs> Dry the petals, right. There's still beauty here. And so that image just really helps me see um, that uh, we could, when we receive, like, a mission, like those roses, may those roses be, like, an image to us of our mission. Maybe your mission is to be a mom right now. And that is the fullness of your mission, which is, like, more than enough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if your mission is to be a teacher, if your mission is to run a business, or if your mission is to—maybe you're discerning a mission right now. Um, But, like, the Lord gives us what we need, and when we receive it, may we have the courage to do it, mm-hmm. knowing that God will provide all the rest. I mean, there's there's been multiple churches, right, in which this beautiful— Tilma now hangs in Mexico City. There's a new, there's a shrine in the cross. There's there's things all over the world now because Juan Diego delivered those roses. And again, no pressure on us, (laughs) but like God did that. And God built the shrine in Wisconsin because Cardinal Burke was faithful to his tiny little prompting of a mission to bring the roses. So, that's what i think of i think that's something that we can all of us can take something out of
4: yeah
1: yeah and and i think the lesson that god you know performs these miracles in so many different ways and and he wants to perform those miracles using us you know as as his instruments and and we can't do that if we throw it in the garbage right. so what oh, a great great beautiful reflection uh, yeah. rich
3: and powerful yeah, it is that.
1: abby thank you so much
3: and uh, it reminds me of uh, Dostoevsky's uh, statement that beauty will save the world. And uh, and yes. certainly we see that in the, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe.
2: So. Yes, one of my favorite places to pray is right above where the church is. There's rosary, a rosary walk with these tiled mosaics of um, paintings representing each of the mysteries of the rosary and that. That is my favorite place mm-hmm. on the Shrine Ground, mm-hmm. to just encounter the Lord and the beauty of arts and the beauty of nature. And especially on a beautiful
1: fall day yeah. in the bluffs of Lacrosse. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. the yeah. prettiest time of year, really. Well, we want to thank you so much for being with us today, Abby. Yes. We, We are so sorry we have to end this segment, but it's been just wonderful visiting with you uh, and your reflections on this beautiful, beautiful place of pilgrimage and this beautiful
2: image of Our Lady.
3: Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me to go back into those memories.
3: Yeah. Yeah, It's been a privilege for all of us. It's been a real treat. All right. Well, God bless you, Abby. We have to uh, turn things over now to Therese on the other side of the glass to tell us what's coming up next time around.
1: Yep, so on the next Real Presence Live, that's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Hosts Father Randall Kazel and Matt Wilcom will be coming to you live from St. Michael's Church in Pine Island. Tune in to hear who will win donuts this week on Honor Our Fathers. Then Jeremy Stanbury from Open Window Theater will be on to tackle the question, Can Beauty Save the World? Mm. And then they'll discuss Advent and the virtue of hope with Bishop John Quinn. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
3: Back to you. Terrific. Well, that was timely, wasn't it? <laughs> I tell
1: you, this whole show has been a little timely from the beginning prayer and intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. And then with what you uh, were just talking about when we were with Abby, it it's yeah. just been a fantastic show. It really
3: has. It's been, I mean, I, I love... Each segment has been just a a reminder how incredibly involved God is in every little detail of our lives.
1: Yeah, it it just all comes from Him. I mean, uh, the Holy Spirit just led us in such an incredible way. And uh, we are just so grateful for all our listeners out there. We're so Mm -hmm. grateful for Real Presence Radio. And, you know, in this world today, you know, we all need to be more intentional.
3: Yeah. And, you know, the, I think we also have to cultivate hope as well. I mean, Our Lady of Guadalupe stands as a great sign of hope, yeah. coming to a culture that had been very, very decadent and bringing about basically God's response to the Reformation, that, that uh, as people are leaving, yeah. shh, the Lord God brings in millions, build millions in. into the yeah. church. So God bless you all. We look forward to being with you next time. Uh, Let's just close with the glory be. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
4: as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and ever shall be, be, world world without end. end. Amen.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.